I'm Paul Kemp here with David Keefe and Matt Kresge, and we're returning for day 75 of Shaped by the Word. Our, our third season, uh, we're moving through the story of the prophets. Uh, we're in the prophet Isaiah, and uh, Isaiah is one of the richest tapestries of hope and judgment and grace. Uh, heal from God as he invites us to find rest in him and the warning of God you know, for the consequences of our lack of resting in him and repentance. And uh, We're in the middle of chapter 30 and 31, which should kind of be read together. Uh, it's a confrontation on, you know, ironically, on Israel for turning to Egypt. And, and of course, if you know the Old Testament story, God in his mighty power had delivered them from you know, the death grip you know, of bondage and slavery that they found in Egypt and brought them into their own land where he could be their God. And, and so there's a critical moment when they, they feel the tumult of the nations happening all around them. Uh, will they look to their God or will they look to alliances with other nations? And ironically, they, they choose the very one that they've been rescued from in the past. And so we continue in chapter 31. We'll bleed into a little bit of chapter, you know, 32 and stop just short of God's critique of the women of Israel and all of their haughtiness. So you have that to look forward to on Monday (laughs) as we do all of that. Um, Matt, before we uh, read, do you mind lifting us up? Yeah. Father, um, we're grateful for time together in your word and and to be reminded that you are a God who draws near to us um, when we draw near to you. And and so we ask as we um, read your word together, Father, you would bless this time and... um, you would help us behold wonderful things in your word. Father, we thank you um, for the for the words of Isaiah so far, for the reminder that, um, that we don't have you figured out, um, but you are far greater and, and far bigger than our, our minds can comprehend. Um, and yet you're 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 close to us and and near to us, Father. So help us as we read, um, give us a, a greater vision of who you are, a deeper love for you, and what our lives reflect that. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Isaiah chapter 31. Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help, who rely on horses, who trust in the multitude of their chariots and in the great strength of their horsemen, but do not look to the Holy One of Israel or seek help from the Lord. Yet he too is wise and can bring disaster. He does not take back his words. He will rise up against that wicked nation, against those who help evildoers. But the Egyptians are mere mortals and not God. Their horses are flesh and not spirit. When the Lord stretches out his hands, those who help will stumble. Those who are helped will fall. All will perish together. This is what the Lord says to me as a lion growls, a great lion over its prayer, over its prey. And though the whole land, a band of shepherds is called together against it, it is not frightened by their shouts nor disturbed by their clamor. So the Lord Almighty will come down to do battle on Mount Zion and on its heights. Like birds hovering overhead, the Lord Almighty will shield Jerusalem. He will shield it and deliver it. He will pass over it and will rescue it. Return, you Israelites, to the one you have so greatly revolted against. For in that day, every one of you will reject idols of silver and gold your sinful hands have made. Assyria will fall by no human sword. A sword not of mortals will devour them. They will flee before the sword and their young man will be uh, put to force labor. Their stronghold will fall because of terror. At the sight of the battle standard, the commanders will panic, declares the Lord, whose fire is in Zion, whose furnace is in Jerusalem. See, a king will reign in righteousness, and rulers will rule with justice. Each one will be like a shelter from the wind and a refuge from the storm, like streams of water in the desert and the shadow of a great rock in a thirsty land. 
than the eyes of those who will see no longer uh, than the eyes of those who will see who will no longer see be closed and the ears of those who hear will listen the fearful heart will know and understand the stammering tongue will be fluent and clear no longer will a fool be called noble nor the scoundrel be highly respected for fools speak folly their hearts are bent on evil they practice ungodliness and spread error concerning the lord the hungry they leave empty and from the thirsty uh, they withhold water. Scoundrels use wicked methods. They make up evil schemes to destroy the poor with lies, evil even when the plea of the needy is just. But the noble make noble plans, and noble de- and by noble deeds they stand. Yeah. And we have, Chris, you know, one of the beautiful visions of the, of the coming you know, of the coming king, in a time when a, a king will reign in righteousness and rulers. You know, with justice. And yet what great images. It'll be like a shelter from the wind, like streams and desert, like the shadow of a great rock in a thirsty land. If you've ever been in desert landscape, all of those are really inviting. It are really inviting images. And the eyes of those uh, who see will no longer be closed. And the eyes of those who hear. And, of course, that's been the, the constant invitation of Isaiah and also of Jesus. Let him who has ears, you know, hear. Put him to good use to hear the word of the Lord. And let them who has eyes see you know that there is something you know bigger and more grand you know than the things that we're usually attracted to mm. no i mean it shows what we're attracted to in verse five you know usually the, the fools he's called noble and you know the scoundrel is, is highly respected among the people and and that here he introduces us no it's that's that's done with because there's this king coming but yet we exalt people who are fools and and scoundrels and immoral and, and do we, you have any recent examples of that whatsoever where we might I exalt feel like we've been doing it for a long people. time yeah. no Golly. i mean we, we are as we do this podcast and i shouldn't go here at all coming through an election season yeah. and then sometimes you know you you look at what's going on around us and the silliness of what's going around us and you know the things that you know people are doing and, and, and what we've been reduced to in so many you know so many instances or one poor choice against uh, you know not quite so poor choice, mm-hmm. and uh, again uh, we're, we're doing what we, we talked about earlier in this week. We're making a covenant of death when we look for hope, you know, to uh, to our politicians or mm-hmm. to Washington or to Egypt, uh, you know, as it as it might be it might be said in the middle of all that. And that's probably a little bit too political. Well, so. he, I mean, he even it just seems so well, clear. I say that's fine. <laughs> I mean, there is a king. And there is a kingdom that we're to be devoted to. And oh, yeah. it makes it so clear here that to be devoted to a nation that isn't this king's nation is is not what we're to be devoted to. It makes it so clear. And yet we often don't see it or think it's true for us today or something crazy like that. But no, if we're relying on, on a nation or, or a fool and not the true king and, and his kingdom, which obviously Christ calls us to seek first, you know, that... That never goes well for the people of God. And so, yeah, to repent, to turn back is exactly the move. And um, how amazing that God graciously lets us repent and turn back and and redevote to him and his kingdom. So there, I guess that's my rant. <laughs> no, that's that, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, take no, us uh, Yeah. I mean, th- th- we have to go there if, we get a, if we're reading 31 and thinking about it in our context you know what would isaiah say to us because he's looking to the people of god and he's saying you know god has brought you out of egypt he he is your god why go back and i think it's sinti right that has that 
kind of brilliant phrase, but he says, you know, it was it was so easy for God to get Israel out of Egypt, and then it took a long time for Him to get Egypt out of Israel, yeah. and yet here it is, they're they're longing to go back to Egypt to to rely back on. The, that political alignment that they think might be able to save them or right. provide refuge. And the Lord says, no, they're mere mortals and they're not God. But the, but the cause, Dave was saying, is return, you Israelites, to the one you have so greatly revolted against. For in that day, every one of you will reject the idols of silver and gold that you've made with your hands. I mean, that's the cause to return back to the Lord, to not look towards other things, um, politicians well to return to him is to reject idols yeah you know and that has to go together well yeah or or more you know more directly to return to him is to return with all of your heart Mm -hmm. it's not to have one hand on the things of the lord and one hand in the things of the world it's to you know to have one singular source Mm -hmm. And, and of course you know that's why you know john would instruct us you know do not love the world or the things in the world I said, well, you know, what about just a little bit? I mean, couldn't we just, he said, you know, do you not love the world or things in the world? For things of the world, you know, anyone who loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of our eyes, the lust of our flesh, and the boastful pride of life, which has been Matt's major theme as we've gone through the prophets, the wreath of pride, <laughs> yeah. you know, that the nations have when they look at their accomplishments and said, look at who we are. Look at what we've done. There's never been a people, you know, like us. And now there has never been a God like our God. And before him, everything else melts into, you know, utter insignificance. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and that's helpful for us to process because what Isaiah is doing here and what I mean, none of us are saying is not to just withdraw from political engagement altogether. You know, we've got to be wise in the way that we, uh, you know, interact with with politics and, and vote and those sort of things. But but ultimately, it's, it's where where is our trust and where, you know, where are we looking to? Now, is it you know we are you know we are people in exile, so we are living in Babylon. Yeah, and so we are to seek the prosperity of the city. Yeah, and so it's not that we just kind of withdraw in, into our nice little Bible study circles and then you know enjoy you know line upon line and precept upon precept. Yeah. And Although do, it does do, sound good at times, and do our words. No, it sounds it's it's absolutely <laughs> attractive. So we are, and we are, you know, to be salt and light. And of course, Jesus has described that in a character of people who are humble in spirit, people who are mourn, not only over their sin, but the sin, you know, around them. And then they're meek and they're seeking, you know, to be peacemakers, you know, to bring, you know, not this, you know, warring uh, us against them kind of thing, but the reconciliation of Christ into, you know, relationships. And as a result, are willing to be persecuted. And uh, so... And I forgot hunger and thirst after righteousness. Mm-hmm. So that'd be a good one as well. Yeah. You know, to throw in there. But no, we are called to, you know, seek the welfare of the city. So it's not, there, there's a difference between, um, we should have done this podcast before we voted, that there's a difference, you know, between being involved in politics and setting our hope in politics. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when it, you know, that's when it becomes idolatry, when our, uh, you know, political party or, a candidate or you know a you know piece of legislation becomes bigger to us than uh, than God Himself and the hope that we find in Him. When we become more defined by our political ambition than we are by our hunger and thirst for righteousness, going back to the beatitude that I left out yeah. been a while ago and all that. It's been a nice week uh, reading in uh, Isaiah. It always is one of my favorite favorite books. I've 
been kind of reading it, you know, with a little bit extra attention for, you know, maybe better part of two decades now. And I still, it's big, bigger than I can wrap my head around and more beautiful than uh, you can possibly imagine. But it's not just a, a nice literary work or a thing of the past. Uh, you know, it is a, it is a beck and call for us to re- reject uh, you know, the idols of our world, the Egypts of our world, and to return with all of our heart and strength to the Lord. David, why don't you close us out for this week with more yeah. prayer. And Father, we'll just pray that, that in those areas that we've held on to this world, um, the idols we've made, um, may we reject them and wholeheartedly turn back to you. May you be gracious to do that for us. And we pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.